This is season two, episode four of the Launch School podcast. Now, this season was supposed to feature capstone graduates with the intention of showcasing what heights a slow mastery-based curriculum can achieve. However, I just couldn't wait for another season to talk about the topic in this episode, and that's around community and studying in a group through the core curriculum. I asked Gabe, Ben, and Arthur to come onto the podcast today to share their story about how they, as a group, are supporting and helping each other through the core curriculum. To me, they've cracked the code with regards to mastery-based learning. There are so many positives to mastery-based learning, and if you've been listening to the podcast and following what we're doing at Launch School, you know the results we're seeing and how employers are responding to our graduates and, of course, how outrageous our salaries are. But what we don't talk about very often is what a lonely process it can be to go through and study in a mastery-based way. In this episode, we'll shed some light in how you can get the best of both worlds. How can you have a community and have group-based support structure while also reaping the benefits of mastery-based learning? We'll talk about that in this episode. Welcome to the Launch School Podcast, where we discuss education, programming, and how to build a rewarding career in software engineering. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Launch School Podcast. Today's episode is quite unique in that I have three guests, three guests from the core curriculum, uh, Arthur Kaufman, Ben Zelinsky, and Gabe Diameda. Uh, do you guys want to just go one by one and introduce yourselves real quick? Sure. Um, I'm Arthur. I am currently based in New York. Um, I'm a high school English teacher. Yeah, I, I, teach, uh, I teach high school English in the Bronx. Um, I... So are you home now because we're in the middle of the coronavirus? Yeah, we're, we're all shut down. We're all working from home. Everything is, everything is crazy right now, but we're still doing what we can. Yeah, are you actually teaching um, online, teaching history online? Yeah, actually teaching online. So we are actually wow. delivering lessons, doing videos, using Zoom, doing all these things. So we're going to do what we can until the worst of this is out. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, you know, I've been teaching for a while. I've been teaching for um, five plus years. Um, and kind of this, this fall, I started thinking about seriously making a transition out of this career, doing something else. Um, and it's March right now. This, this is being recorded in March 2020. Yes. So in fall was just maybe six months ago-ish, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think it was in about uh, September that I started thinking seriously about this. Um, you know, for a number of reasons uh, that I won't go into, but... Um, you know, I love the kids, but the other stuff is making it hard to be a mm -hmm. good teacher these days. Yeah, it's too many demands um, upon teachers, isn't it? Like, you have to be, you know, a psychiatrist. They're also doing, like, weapons training. I mean, it's just, it's crazy nowadays, the demands put on teachers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very problematic. Um, and just the way they're teaching, everything's going towards the test and all that. It's, it's a whole can of mm. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so so I started looking at you know what I could do. Um, I have a, I've always been fascinated by the internet. Um, when I was fourteen, I, I taught myself how to make websites just by you know viewing source on web pages and, and trying to figure out what the HTML and CSS was doing. Um, but I never I never learned you know really JavaScript or or any of the other coding languages. So I always felt that, that was kind of beyond me. Um, but when I started thinking about what I wanted to do after teaching it kind of seemed like a, you know, kind of maybe a natural field to look into or pursue. So I started looking at uh, boot camps and that turned out to be 
I don't know, man. There's, there's, there, as you know, of course, there's a lot of great boot camps out there. And I was looking at all of them. I was doing my research. I was seeing what I could find. But at the end of the day, it's just, it, you know. Maybe your teacher instincts kicked in or something where you're like three months. I don't know. Ah, yeah, man. Um, there's, there's a lot of fancy marketing stuff out there. There's a lot of, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of, there, so, so at the end of the day, yeah, I think, I think that's what it was. I think my teacher instincts kicked in. I think I, I said, you know, I, I don't have confidence that I can learn this stuff in three months. I don't have confidence that I can, that I can do it on their schedule. I don't have confidence. You know, it's a gamble that you're taking. Mm-hmm. You're laying down 20, 30 grand. Yeah, it's a huge gamble. Um, and part of your life. So eventually all that searching um brought me here brought me to launch school yeah great yeah we're always sort of the the last place people find so i'm glad that you um you know didn't stop your search uh and i guess you're you're doing launch school part-time since you're uh you're, you're you're teaching high school still i am so i am currently so i started launch school um around october um and i yeah, I, 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 I decided I was going to do a part time. Um, the guidance on the or the stuff on the website was saying, you know, need to do at least 15 hours a week uh, to really, you know, kind of stick and, and I figured I could probably do that part time at least. So uh, I found that it worked out really well for me coming home after work doing it, um, and then doing it on the weekends. And it really became, I guess, uh, I was just fascinated by, by how much I liked the curriculum, how much I liked what I was doing. So, um, ended up doing, I think I've done about 20 hours a week since then. Since oh, where, where are you now in the curriculum? About? Um, I'm currently in JS 210. So okay. I'm learning JavaScript. Yeah, so you're almost done with the core, maybe, uh, well, like three courses. Yeah. There's about three courses left. Um, the end is in sight at least I'll say <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, all right. Should we move on next to, to Ben? Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Ben. Um, I uh, based in Cleveland right now. Um, I had a long uh, career in the restaurant and wine industries. Um, and then I had a I actually got a staph infection in my hip that sort of laid me up for a few months. And during that time, I did a little investigating as to career changes and um, I got hip to the idea of programming. And uh, so I went and I took another online course, which will remain nameless, but um, was great for great for what it offered and great for the, um, if you want to use it as sort of an intro to see if that's what you like. But then I, I got done with a couple courses and I thought, wow, these courses are over and I don't really feel like I understand the material. Um, and then would do some projects and realize that I had no one to give me feedback on the projects themselves. Uh, so I started looking for uh, a curriculum that offered those exact things. Um, so did my research and came across Launch School, started reading up on the mastery-based learning approach, which sounded exactly like what I was looking for and, and has proved to be that way. I started Launch School in I think it's roughly six months ago. I'm in JavaScript as well. And uh, I'm doing it full time. Uh, quarantine life is no different than pre-quarantine life for me. Um, good, and, good time to exit the restaurant business, I guess. 
because that's that's being <laughs> you are, impacted. You are yeah, you are, you are not joking. I, I feel for all my old people and that are that are now looking for unemployment. So, yeah, it's tough. They're closing down all the restaurants. Um, OK, yeah, great. Uh, great backstory. And once again, you know, I hear this over and over and over. I, I, th I think of all the students we have, I, I just it's never, ever, ever been. It's like, oh, logical. I found you guys first. <laughs> and and here I am. It's always I did something else and either didn't work or I didn't trust the marketing or something like that. And then I come. So. Um, all right, and last, Gabe. Yeah, my name is Gabe. I'm 24 years old. I'm based out of Boston, Massachusetts. I started launch school back in August, I believe. So it's been around seven, seven to eight months now. I found launch school. I believe I was just going through Reddit. I saw a link. I clicked on it. I read the homepage of the site. I was sewed right there and then. I didn't need anything else. I signed up immediately after that. Uh, the reason why I chose to even look into any of this in the first place uh, is, and not to sound too braggadocious and whatnot, just because my peers are pretty impressive. So I want to give myself some, some background, but I've been building projects since I was at 14 since, yeah, I've been building projects uh, like slash web, companies. Web projects? They weren't. Yeah, any okay. sort of thing, any idea that I've had, uh, a news aggregator, fitness websites, the usual. And every single time I had to build something, I always outsourced it because I had absolutely no idea how to do anything other than set up a WordPress site that had way too many plugins and took way too long to load. And so I always felt like, like I couldn't communicate with them. I couldn't look at the code. I just didn't understand anything. And so I always told myself that one day I'm going to figure out how to do it. One day in the future, whoever knows uh, how far out it, it is, I was going to teach myself uh, how to code. And uh, the last uh, company that I built uh, was acquired by a company out in California. I went out there. I worked with them as well. I was their growth director and I was there for about a year and six months into it, I knew that it was like, it was not my jam. I could not work for somebody else. I just didn't buy into the whole uh, scheme of things. I wasn't challenged. It, it was too monotonous, too repetitive. And so I moved out back to Boston and yeah, I stumbled upon programming again. I was like, oh, maybe I'll check out a Udemy course or two. And I found Launch School, like I said, through a Reddit post. And since then it's been yeah, it's been great. Uh, I've been putting in about 40 hours a week now oh, wow. that I'm full time. Yeah, because, yeah, I didn't say this, but uh, the company that I built uh, was acquired when I was in my sophomore year of college, uh, going through my finance degree. And so I had to put that on pause. And then when I came back to Boston, I decided to take another stab at it. And that was when I started taking large school. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I could do this part time and it'll still be good. But then a uh, semester in, I decided to pause school again and just focus on launch school full time. So you're so pausing that's what college to do launch school. Correct. Yes. Wow. OK. OK. And priorities. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to bring you three on because I caught wind of what you guys were doing. And I thought it was just such an interesting story to share, an underrated story. 
uh, and uh, I think could be very, very beneficial. So you, you three are all in core curriculum, are still going through it. And um, you, you guys are basically formed a group, a study group of sorts that you meet regularly. And I've heard stories like this a lot, of course. It happens a lot, and it usually happens behind the scenes. Um, it's a phenomenon I've seen over and over, but it's been difficult for me to articulate to others. So uh, it's hard for me to force other people to find people to work with, right? It's not an assignment I can, I can assign. So I just thought sharing your group story might encourage other people to think in this direction a little bit. And uh, I, just because I think it has some very positive consequences. So first of all, I just wanted you to explain the setup you three have going. So, so uh, the, the basic setup has currently, has now evolved, I should say. The, the setup has now evolved into the only sort of requirement in the group is that we meet once a week um, for however long we feel like meeting. You know, it's like at, at 4.30 on Wednesdays, we meet. How, how long does it usually go? Oh, man, um, <laughs> somebody, has to, somebody has to run an hour, if not two to three. Wow, really? Yeah. That, that's yeah, that's exactly. quite a commitment. It, 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 at this point, so we, we have recent, I will say that we have recently um, all arrived at the same course again. There was, a, there was a split that actually inspired this sort of weekly meeting um, where I sort of fell behind a little bit. Um, and so- And this is Ben. That, yeah, 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 sorry, this is Ben. Um, and that made, it, that made it a little bit hard to talk on the topics, on the, on the, on the curriculum topics. And so we started just sort of kind of, the meetings turned into just sort of hanging out and a little bit of accountability, um, but then- so how do you, do you find sort of if it wasn't technically oriented or if it was, and let's say you're in different courses, and I think this is the biggest hang up with groups, right? That people go in different paces. Right. Do you find just talking about mm -hmm. accountability and, and, and things like that is helpful? Or do you find that you, you definitely should, at some point you run out of things to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I'll jump in here. So this is Arthur. Um, I, you know, I think, I think calling what we have a study group is, it, it sounds really formal and, it, and maybe it sounds, um, I don't know. I don't think, I think that there is, you know, we, we were formed to do formal studying. There's, there's also a lot of informal support and um, just riffraffing that goes on um, that sort of keeps us powered or motivated in the same way as well. So, um, and, and I think the thing has evolved organically from the start, um, like Ben alluded to, you know, we, we weren't always doing weekly meetings. Um, and, uh, a lot of times at the beginning that might look like, you know, some days we might be doing video calls uh, every day or every other day, um, but it was never really set scheduled or never really set. We formalized it more as time has gone on, but it started as a very sort of organic thing. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things as the value proves itself, you almost build your life around it, right? Knowing yeah. that that happens, you, you don't schedule anything at that time versus it's one of those things that like you can, you can punt on, you know, if you happen to be free, you'll attend because you don't know the value of it. So, 100%. yeah, um, it's almost like a league, basketball league or something or bowling league. You know, you have a game. Mm -hmm. Right. And just to add on to what Arthur said, and this is Gabe, by the way, our meetings are like two hours to three hours long, but we only talk about programming like 15, 25 minutes, the beginning. And that's about it. The rest, it's just like catching up on life and just 
you know, building a stronger bond with one another. It's not exclusively about programming, which I think is, is awesome because after programming for 40 hours a week, you know, the last thing you want to do is talk more about programming for another three hours. So it's, it's good to like wind down and, and just catch up on life in general. So do you want to yeah. maybe give a history of how, how this group formed and how you guys met? Cause you, you didn't know each other prior to launch school. So, and you met here. So how did you meet? How did you, you know, this is the, this is the major downside of an online program. There's less opportunities for collision, right? Versus uh, in-person school, you physically run into each other all the time. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. I mean, I think, so in, in, in 101, the, the first, the first launch school course, you're learning Ruby, um, you know, at the end of the course, there's going to be uh, an assessment that's live where you're coding in front of other people. Um, and there is, you know, the, in, in the curriculum, it's encouraged to get with other people to do some practice live coding, to do some of these things, um, especially when we're studying for the 109 assessment. I think that for myself, I mean, I, I, I realized early on that, that A, I was really serious about this thing and B, I wanted to find other people that were serious about it too. Um, I realized that you know, it's going to be a lot less fun and it's going to be a lot less motivating if I'm doing this thing by myself. So even before we got to the assessment, I think I was looking for other people to, you know, potentially uh, do some coding with, do some practicing. So with, this is already on your assessment. mind, just on your own. It was already yeah, on your radar. Sure. Okay. For sure. Um, so I think the way we started is, um, I submitted my code review for my tic-tac-toe game. Um, and, and after I submitted a code review, I was just looking at other people that had also recently submitted their code reviews. Um, one of them was a guy who had actually implemented the, the, the unbeatable algorithm. So the computer <laughs> the mimic, wins yeah. every time. It was, yeah. That was suggested in the curriculum. It was like, hey, go to this link. If you want to, you could really make your game unbeatable if you spend some time figuring this out. And, you know, I had gone to the link. I had looked at it some, and I had, I had put some stuff in my program to really make my computer really strong, but I had never implemented the entire algorithm. And there was a guy on, on the code review that had done it, and I looked at his code, and, and it was beautiful. And, and, <laughs> oh, and I was, uh, uh, you know, so, so I reached out Are to him. Are you talking about somebody, somebody on the call here? <laughs> yeah, that person was Ben. I reached oh, out ben. to him. I said, hey, Ben, your code is beautiful. <laughs> Um, do you want to like, do you want to hang out? Love like, at wanna, first sight kind of thing. Yeah. Do you want to do some yeah. practice? And so that's where it started from my perspective. That's interesting. So you just reach out to him in Slack and, and Ben's like, sure, your code is beautiful too. And yeah, that's, I, I, that's pretty much how it went from my perspective. You guys can talk about the rest, how it all ended up. Yeah, for sure. And, and like Arthur, from the beginning, I was, and this is gay, by the way, I was very much aware that I, I needed to be in a sort some sort of group. It didn't need to be three people. It could have just been myself, somebody else and myself. But I knew because I'm somebody who is like terrified of public speaking. And the moment I found out that you had to program in front of somebody else, and the moment I attended one of the study sessions, and Catherine was like, oh, can somebody volunteer to program in front of five other people? I was mortified, petrified. I knew that like I needed way more practice uh, before I could even like contemplate doing something like that. 
And so I probably attended those like eight to 10 of those study sessions with Catherine and yeah. And so I kept reaching out to people after the study sessions, I reached out to probably over 10 people and wow. a lot of, most of them. Yeah. Most of them were just, some of them weren't serious. Some of them just mm-hmm. didn't get back to me or, you know, it, it just, the glue just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, during one of the, uh, during one of the discussions, one of the interview uh, discussion things, uh, I saw Ben and Arthur and I have never, I've never seen them before, prior to that. Uh, so the study discussion. session was a collision opportunity there. Correct. Yeah. And I, and I heard them talking about their, the program that the code that they solved and whatnot, their methods. And I was like, there's no way that these two guys are not friends, like best friends. They may, <laughs> they probably live in the same block or something. And, and it just like immediately I, I, I knew that I would fit right into that group because they were just my kind of people. And I know that sounds weird, but like sometimes a lot of, in a lot of these study sessions, you just, you know, like from listening to other people, you just know that you're, you're, you'd be friends with them outside of launch school, right? And so after that study session, I reached out to Ben. And two seconds later, Ben sent me a Zoom link, like right away. And I was like, wow, I just started talking to this to Ben and now he wants to see me live. Like, okay. So I accepted and we started talking in right away, like right away. Super cool guy, great experience. Uh, and so that same day in the afternoon, I don't even think Ben told Arthur that I was in the call. Arthur just joined the call as well. Yep. And from then it's, it's just, been, everything's been history since then. It's been absolutely the so best thing that took, I've done. Yeah. I mean, it took some effort before you, you reached out though. I mean, you talked to like 10 people and you attended all those study groups. Um, this is something I, I really want to encourage more people to do, which is find opportunities for collision, right? We just don't have the hallway to run into each other, right? We can't go grab coffee or lunch. So use Slack. You know, we have a great mm-hmm. Slack community. Um, use the study sessions, right? Generate just opportunities. So many great, I mean, I think Launch School in particular has such a amazing community. I think it's just so underrated. It's not something we really hold up in our marketing copy or anything like that, right? We don't really use that as a selling point, but you know, mm-hmm. the type of students we attract is just, it, it, it amazes me every day. So um, lots of great people. So, but it's hard to find them, right? Because again, you don't see them. So, um, and you do have to put yourself out there a little bit to let people know. So, so Gabe, I know you said you were nervous speaking in front of others, others or coding in front of others, but the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there and keep trying um, mm-hmm. is something that, you know, it, 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 it resulted in something positive, right? Whereas if you didn't do that, you just kind of be alone, um, coding alone right now, which is fine too. But, um, again, it's, I think it's a, there's some positive effects here in the long run, if you can find a community. For, for sure. And you're 100% right. The community is unreal. And I feel like in one-on-one, you're so scared of everything. Like you, you just think yeah. you're like the dumbest person on earth. You can't right. figure out how to, how to, you know, iterate over an array. You can't do anything. And so reaching out to somebody else that's maybe in one study for their 109 assessment or in 120 or the later courses, you, you just don't want to do that. But that's like 
the wrong approach because everybody that I've at least reached out to that I've spoken to, they've always been so kind to me. They've always helped me, the entire community. Every time I post something on Slack, somebody's there to help me out. Some people have been kind enough to listen to me while I program or just watch me and give me pointers. So you, you have to put yourself out there. I'm not saying spam everybody, but just, you know, make the effort because if you don't, then you're just, you're sort of forced to go through it alone. And it's not as fun as it could be if you have other people to go along with you, right? For sure, for sure. So you guys are all uh, attending this this group uh, pretty consistently. So, and I think consistency is one of those things that gets brought up over and over as one of the major derailment factors of mastery-based learning, of Launch School, of on online program. What's been your secret, uh, either as a group or individually, to just attending attending your your group consistently? For six months, right? It's been a while. Yeah, I think I think it was the I think it was the meeting. It's, so there's a combination of a couple of things. One, we saw the benefits of having this group very immediately and very very strongly. Um, it was very very obvious to us how valuable this was, and so then that is sort of that consistency was sort of created by the weekly meetings. We didn't really need to meet weekly when we were, you know, when we were naturally on the computer, you know, you log on to do some launch school and there's the green dots by Gabe and Arthur's name. It's like, great, I can reach out to him whenever. And so we would do that as like, hey, you're around tonight, great. But then when we started to feel that loss and consistency and that happened right around the, the holidays uh, hmm. into early January was when that consistency started to wane. That's when we set up the meetings um, and so that, and that was one, one thing I sort of wanted to go, to go back to the meetings themselves are the accountability. It's not that we necessarily get a lot of value from the individual meeting itself, but that consistency that the, that having the weekly meeting creates is what allows us to have, that creates the accountability and the consistency that allows us to be able to reach out to each other on Slack with any problems and throw each other code to look at and questions and all that, that all is born out of the weekly meeting and, and just knowing that you, I mean, I don't know, you just got to be there for it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not schedule it and if somebody misses one week, there's no reason to think they wouldn't be there next week. Uh, I think too, the, the consistency, the consistency of the meeting, um, actually it creates kind of a virtuous cycle where we're more consistent with studying and then the more consistent we are with studying the more consistent we are with the meeting itself too um i i think the, the fact that we're all in this together seriously and then also you know in this together um means that we're more productive at the same time too i mean it, you know because we do have the meeting we we're also on slack a lot of the day right like we're we're constantly just today we you know we've been talking to each other about javascript declarations we've been talking to each other about pass by reference pass by value if any of us has a quick question we can just throw it up there quickly and it'll allow the other two to kind of give that input too so it you know in a lot of ways the consistency with 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 the group also keeps us consistent with the lessons themselves that's a great point yeah and i also wanted to add to that like to give some uh, a background but like I love these guys, right? Like these are my brothers. And so when you think about your family members, you are, you talk to them all the time. You, 
it's not like, oh, you're going to go a week or well, some people might go a week without talking to their family. But like we're talking every single day, multiple times a day. And it never feels like I'm bothering them or when they reach out to me, it never feels like they're bothering me. It's just natural, you know, it's part of everyday life now. So I don't even think about it. Yeah, the I, the one thing that's evident for me here is that there's there's just like a stronger bond than just like assigned groups, right? So I, yeah. that's why I always struggle with this and that, you know, we have tried in the past assigning people to groups and it has never worked um, because people cannot maintain the consistency, right? It's almost like we mandate a weekly meeting and it just feels like a chore. And uh, right. we used to do things like have our TAs check in with, Every TA is assigned, let's say, like a dozen people, and they check in with them on a weekly basis. And the check-ins just become a formality. And then it becomes chasing people down because we don't get a reply, right? And it almost becomes just a chore as opposed to this, this mutual positivity, right? And, and this definitely requires that every member be committed. And, and like you said, you, there has to be a willingness to be there for each other, right? So... Right. Um, that's unique, and, I think. And I think I think absolutely the reason why this is as strong as it is, or the reason why this is working as well as it is, is because, you know, it wasn't mandated, because we did find each other, because we because we sort of chose it on our own. You know, like Gabe said, Gabe Gabe's had study sessions with other people. I've had study sessions with other people. Um, those people are not here now, right? And and so I think if there's anybody out there that's listening, you know, that's in 101 or that's thinking, you know, what can, how can I do this? How can I find this? I, I think that part of it is we were all looking for other people that were as serious as we were, kind of at the same level of seriousness with this as we were, which is, you know, pretty serious, but not like insane. Um, and And I think that we took our time to kind of, look for people, find people that were in the same boat. And we were just happy to find each other when we finally did. It's very, it's very much like dating. I mean, it's very, you know, Our, Arthur's I, line, your coat is beautiful. <laughs> that that's what, that's what did it. it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really is. I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled because I have a hundred percent success rate with my study group partners being awesome. So I've done two study sessions and it was with Arthur and Gabe, but these guys, <laughs> studied with other people and for whatever reason it didn't it didn't click and so they they kept on but they wouldn't have this wouldn't exist if they hadn't kept trying to find this you know if if, if you wanted it's out there like Gabe said the law school community is absolutely amazing absolutely awesome and and the the kinds of people that are drawn to doing this that are drawn to doing the slow path that are drawn to doing mastery are great people and most people don't want to be doing this on their own, don't want to be doing this alone, right? As evidenced by the great community that is Slack, right? But if you need even more than that, if you, you know, if you need uh, study partners to keep you accountable, if you need people to, to say, hey, what'd you get done today? Um, that's available too, but you got to look for it. For sure. And attend those study groups because we joke about it, Arthur, Ben and I, it's sort of like you're auditioning yourself because other that's the first time other people are seeing others uh that are going through the curriculum as well so just put yourself out there you know be kind to others and, and make the effort because it's one thing to finish launch school by yourself but it's another thing to finish with people who you care about and where everybody's uplifting each other it's just 
the experience is so much better. So, and, and you're not by, by trying to get through launch school by yourself, you're not preventing yourself from having to overcome that anxiety. Like if you have anxiety about joining a study group, well, you're going to have to do that on a professional environment anyway. So all you're doing is delaying that moment where you do actually have to put yourself out there and be a vulnerable programmer in front of other people. And so you might as well do it here in, in the safe space of a learning community and with other people that are feeling equally vulnerable in the, in, in these initial, you know, in these initial meetings, all, all of the benefits of a study group and everything that a study group requires of you is nothing more than a professional environment would require of you. Um, it all, it, you know, it asks the same thing. Yeah. It's good You're practice here in a safer environment too. So, um, I have a follow-up question about just your group in general. Uh, one of the main attributes of mastery-based learning is that it throws out this idea of time-based learning. So you get to take your time, learn the material as it fits your schedule, your background, your experience, the way you learn. But the problem is whenever we have a group, so we've had lots of um, sort of built-in groups, you know, people who know each other prior to coming to launch school, like um, teams, colleagues, we've had um, husband, wives, father, son, uh, siblings, every single type of team you can imagine. And my observation has been that usually they don't, the vast majority of time, they, they don't really keep pace with each other. How have you guys juggled that, the mastery-based learning part with your group dynamic? Yeah, that's a good question. Great question. Um, I, I mean, I, I think first and foremost is, is the group provides accountability for sure, right? So, so I think that, you know, even without us formally asking each other, like, hey, are you still doing your thing? I think the fact that we're kind of constantly in the Slack talking about code, talking about stuff that we're doing provides an incentive. You know, you see other people talking about that provides an incentive for you to keep going. Um, I do think it's challenging. Uh, you know, we started this, we were all at the same point. We were all at 101. Um, that's since changed, right? We, we, we got to points where we were in different courses, where we were in different places. Um, I think we always realized that this was important enough that it didn't matter where we were at. Um, whatever we were getting out of this group, the accountability, the, the motivation, um, the, just the fun parts. I think, I think none of that, you know, mattered what course we were in or where we were at. So yeah. the good pressure, it pressures you. Maybe if you're falling behind a little bit, there's, there's some positive pressure to keep you accountable and keep going. Has there been negative pressure though, in terms of like, oh man, I'm just getting overwhelmed here. And it's forcing me to perhaps take an assessment when I'm not ready or anything like that. How, how, have you guys managed, have you guys run into that or has it all been pretty, pretty smooth so far? So as, as the one that, that fell behind in the group, that is, that is, that is present uh, or, or was up until like two days ago when I caught back up. That's definitely present. It wasn't so much that I, you know, I never took an assessment earlier than I felt like I should have or, you know, anything like that. But, but what would happen is um, there was just an added stress to... Um, oh, I'm having trouble grasping this concept. Well, crap, I don't think, I don't feel like I have time to really dig in and understand it. But you, you sort of have to, that's where you have to sort of slow down and recognize that you, that you do need to understand this. Um, 
but then not only that, but if you're behind, that means the other two guys are ahead and have gone over what you're, what you're struggling with. So like I was having, I was having just a heck of a time with, uh, the joins, the sequel joins Mm -hmm. for a little while. And while that was very stressful to feel like, oh, my struggles with this are putting me further behind. At the same time, I was able to reach out to these guys and say, hey, you've already mastered this. Help me master this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I actually ended, I think, while I may have been stressed in feeling behind, I actually, while I, while I may have been stressed about my pace, I actually think I moved through it faster because I had other people that were able to help me uh, with concepts that I was yeah, struggling with. That's great. And what about on the other side of Arthur or Gabe, when you had to explain that, how did you not feel? Because I always find teaching is that just, it takes your understanding to another level when you have to explain a concept rather than just, you know, make it work or answer questions about it, right? Did you guys feel that if you were, if either one sort of explaining a, a topic? That's another yeah. good thing about a group, right? You're, you're able to have like a built-in classroom almost. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. No, I mean, you're 100% right. You feel like you know something until you have to teach somebody. So this happens a lot with me. I can't speak for the other guys, but when Ben or Arthur asks something in our Slack group, I always feel like it's my job to be 100% right. So if I feel like I'm iffy about something, I'll go back to the Ruby book and I'll read it again just to make sure that I'm giving them the right information or I'll go to Google and check out Stack Overflow or something to make sure that I know it enough so that I can at least point them to the right direction. Yeah, especially at law school when you, you know, you know, you have high caliber students and the assessment's quite precise. I mean, you can't, you can't be fuzzy, right? So it forces you to test and double test things and double check and look at documentation and it takes your understanding to another level. And I think just to add on to the question about pace and, and what happens when that becomes a factor, I think that the other Maybe the other side of this is that, you know, Ben spoke a little bit to, to the mastery side of this, but I think the other part is like, we are moving quicker together than we would have moved by ourselves. Um, and I don't, it, it feels a little weird to say that if we're talking about mastery based stuff, because it's not a race and we're not trying to do this as fast as possible. But I do think is absolutely true that for all of us, we are, we, we, we're getting each other through the curriculum because we're helping each other understand when we've, when we've achieved mastery, when we've reached a certain level with this stuff, right? So for example, when we all met, we were in 101 and taking the 109 assessment, like Gabe has said before, is the scariest thing, right? It's this thing you don't know, you haven't taken this assessment before. Mm-hmm. And we carried each other through that assessment. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I know I'm not alone in this, looking at other students, you know, plenty of people have done this, where the time you spend studying for that assessment is equal to or greater than the amount of time it took for you to get through the, the course itself, right? So mm-hmm. we spent so many hours studying for this thing, prepping for this thing, until we all sort of just looked at each other and said, guys, we're ready. We have to take this thing now. Like, we can't waste another month or two like reviewing this stuff because we've already spent months reviewing this stuff. Like we're ready. We need to go now. So I think helping each other understand when we've mastered something and when we should be confident enough to take the assessment, I think has helped us um, sort of get through this curriculum at a pace that 
maybe is faster than we could have done alone. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And I think you guys kind of cracked the code a little bit. And that's why I asked you to come on the podcast to share your story because mastery based learning, you know, everybody at Launch School already knows the benefits, right? And the results that we have that we get out of this curriculum, you guys can see for yourselves. They're, they're amazing and unrivaled, right? Uh, but what's the trade off, right? What's the trade off? The downside is that because it is a self-paced and you're going through by yourself, it's just, it's a lonely process. I get that feedback all the time. You know, it's like you, launch school is great. I love everything about it. Just feels lonely. That's all. Cause I'm going through everything by myself. You guys have managed to solve that. The biggest con or downside of mastery based learning. And yet you reap all the benefits. So I think this is the, the main thing, right? If you can solve that, and I'm trying to elevate your story so that other people can try to try to solve it, find a group, find a community. Um, if you can do that, you can reach amazing goals, right? At a fraction of the cost of like a, 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 a school uh, where you have to be in the classroom or you have an instructor be there all the time with you, right? Um, any advice for, for sort of people earlier in their journey in launch school, maybe in the 101 or um, just, or, or just earlier than you, um, any advice for that? I don't want to give advice per se. I just want to say what worked for us because everybody's different and whatnot. But the reason why our group, I believe our group worked so well is because one, we respect the hell out of each other. So when we have, when I have something that I have to say or a way to solve a, pro a problem that may be wrong or whatnot, and Arthur says something or Ben says something, you know, I know myself well enough and I know that like, if theirs is better, and that's scientifically proven and whatnot, and that's fact, then that's what's the, that's what it is, you know? So I'm not always trying to one-up them. I respect, and we each respect each other immensely. We care about each other. Like Arthur and Ben said, our goals are incredibly aligned. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We just, and I think the biggest thing is just, we care about each other. It's more than just launch school. And to reiterate the point that I said earlier, graduating from uh, launch school is cool and all, but what's even cooler is graduating with my boys. So <laughs> everything else is awesome, but like it's, it's so much more than, than every, than, than launch school itself, right? It's, it's about how they're doing personally and, yeah, and being there for them whenever they You know, they people who finish law school, or who are here, first of all, but who finish, I mean, you fast forward five years from today, I mean, people are going to be doing amazing things. And it's a great place. I mean, one of the best places to learn, uh, to meet, um, you know, future startup co-founders co or project co-founders, whatever it is you guys want to do, yeah. um, you know, is, is, is that, that's one of the main reasons for going to like a really great school, isn't it? When you go to... Mm -hmm. I'm sure you got great teachers and all that, great buildings and, and all that, but really you have great peers. And I think that's what we have here at Launch School, an amazing peer group. And um, so you guys have definitely taken advantage of that. So what's next for, for you guys? Um, finish up the curriculum, do the fall capstone. Is that, is that, and you guys are, I guess, coming in as a team. <laughs> No, oh, yeah. no, no splitting that up. <laughs> no negotiation. Okay. All right. No, you, I remember <laughs> speaking to you, Chris, and you, and you mentioned that, wow, this is the earliest that a group has ever been formed for a capstone uh, cohort. And I was like, if, if, if you had asked us, we would have said that we would have been in this same group by like 109, you know, so <laughs> we were, we were, 
I think we're probably going to do our professional interviews as a package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just go, hey, I should, I've known groups like that where they come in as a group and they'll, they'll build themselves out like in a month that'd be like, you know, 50 grand a month or something. <laughs> um, right. Maybe that's in your future too. I don't know if you guys want to do that, but um, yeah, I think exactly find a good group. And again, fast forward a few years after, after you guys go through capstone uh, and, and after we're done with this coronavirus thing, cross our fingers. Um, yeah. You know, you guys are, I, 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 it's almost like you can sort of see that there's success in your future, right? As long as you stick yeah. with it, as long as you stick with each other. Um, no doubt in my mind. So I'm looking forward yeah. to, you know, keeping track with you guys. Maybe we'll check back in, uh, you know, after, after capstone. For Love sure. it. And, and, and awesome, just catch man. up, do a before and after. Yeah. Sounds great. For sure. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks for stopping on the podcast and uh, good luck the rest of the way. And I'm sure we'll, we'll be in touch for Capstone. Thanks, Thanks for listening right. to Thanks the Launch School Podcast. Check back for new episodes and don't forget to like, subscribe, and review.